Conversation with children, with kids. That's my topic. You know, some interesting research has been uh, conducted over the past number of years with young children and the degree to which they are exposed to talk, to conversation during their early years, and the effects of that kind of talk on children. Generally speaking, it's been found that children who engage in a great deal of social interaction, conversational interaction, word exchange, do much better in life and do much better academically and intellectually and neurologically. They're much more advanced than children, on the other hand, who do not engage in much social interaction or verbal exchange or uh, word uh, interactional patterns. So let's take a look at three research studies that, was, um, that have been recently conducted on this topic and uh, see how this unfolds. And it's an encouragement for young parents, particularly, to engage your children in as much social interaction as you possibly can, as much interchange of words and vocabulary as you possibly can. Not just the number of words and the number of exchanges, but the quality of the words and the ideas that are expressed as well are very, is very important. Let's take a look at what the research says on that, okay? First of all, one series of studies, a number of studies, found that poor children in the United States, that's poor children, those in the lower economic level, hear as many as 30 million fewer words by age four than wealthier children. So poor children generally are raised in a home, in a home environment which is verbally suppressed, verbally impoverished. Not only do they have less money to spend, they use less words in their interchange between parent and child. So poor children are poor in word experience, word exposure, not just financial exposure. So 30 million fewer words by age four if a child is raised in a impoverished environment as compared to a wealthy environment. And that kind of brought the idea about that maybe this is some kind of a socioeconomic status achievement gap indicating that wealthier children will do better in school and poor children will do less well in school. That may be true, but not because of the wealth or not because of the money that they have or don't have, but because of the enrichment of the environment in which they live. Wealthier kids just live in a richer environment. There's more words interchanged in the course of the day than children who are impoverished. So it, don't put your emphasis upon whether somebody has money or not. It's the idea of how much verbal interchange takes place in the home of a child. So think of it in the sense of, is the, child, is the child raised in a wealthy verbal home or in a impoverished verbal home? There's a big difference there, okay? Now here's a second study that was published in Psychological Science. Suggests that what matters is not the number of words that children hear, but the quality of the conversation. Here's what they did. Researchers evaluated the verbal ability of 36 socioeconomically diverse children, those that were poor and those that were relatively wealthy. And they were in the ages of four to six. And these researchers used a recording device to measure or to count the language interchange that took place between parent and child in the home or the caregiver in the home and the child. And they found that the children from high uh, economic homes, that is, a large degree of verbal exchange, experience more conversational turns, that is, back and forth exchanges, than children who were in the lower end of the word exposure in the home. 
In other words, here's the deal. They found that children in the higher levels of economic not only have more words that they hear in the course of the day, in the course of the week and month, but the quality of the word is greater. That is, more complex words, more sophisticated words, more difficult words. And they also found that there were more conversational turns. That means in the home, it was like a tennis game. Parent speaks, child listens. Child responds, parent listens. Parent responds, child listens. Child responds, parent listens. It was like a tennis game that goes back and forth in the home between parent and child. That's the quality of education. That's the quality of conversation. That's the quality of word exchange that you want to see happen in every single home, no matter what the economic level. So what we need to do is to teach parents how to engage their children in this conversational tennis game. And usually in the course of a tennis game, it's a kind of a good match if you hit it back three times or four times or five times. It's not a good game if you hit it into the net every single time. But if you go back and forth, back and forth, and back, you're having fun. And the tennis game is enjoyable. And the tennis game becomes competitive and becomes challenging. And that's what you want in conversation in the home. You want parent and child to interchange back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, at least three times per conversation. At least three times per interaction. Maybe four or five. So no matter what the topic is, no matter what the question is that's being discussed, no matter what the idea is that they're discussing or thinking about, what we want is children to have this interchange of two or three or four back and forth conversational turns to enrich the conversational style of the child, to enrich the intellectual development of that particular child. So it's conversational turns. It's the tennis match idea that you want to create. So it's not just the number of words, it's the quality of words, but really it's the quality of the interaction between parent and child, between child and child, between friend and child, between teacher and child, between grandpa and child, grandma and child, and so on. The more words that are exchanged, the more ideas that are exchanged, the more back and forth you do, the richer that child is neurologically, and the richer that child is in the vocabulary development. And obviously that will enrich that child educationally and develop a much stronger pattern educationally. So let's make sure that we move forward with our parents and our kids in regards to education. Okay? A third uh, research study on this topic is also very important. It kind of shows what happens in the lives of children who are exposed to a great deal of conversation and interaction and exchange of ideas and words throughout their early childhood, usually between the ages of three and six. A study was done in which they measured the brain activity. Now in language, the brain activity is generally focused on what we call the Broca area of the brain, which is in the left side of the brain towards the front between the ear and the eye. And what they did is measure the activity of that part of the brain during conversation with the child. And what they found is that that activity of the brain is greater with the children who are exposed with a lot of words, a lot of complex words, and the tennis game idea of interaction between parent and child and exchanges of words and ideas throughout the course of the day. And then what they did is to take those children and read a story to them. 
just have them listen to a story being read. And what they found is that the children that were exposed to more language, to more words, to more vocabulary, had a much greater activity in the Broca area of the, rain, of the brain when listening to a story as compared to children who had a suppressed level of word exchanges. In other words, they didn't have a lot of word exchanges. They were impoverished. And when they listened to a story, that part of the brain was relatively flat, was relatively inactive. In other words, the brain is an active listener. The brain is active. If you are raised in a home where there is a great deal of verbal exchange during the course of your early childhood development, but if you're raised in a home with very minimal verbal exchange, it's like your brain is suppressed. Your brain is uh, flat, even when you just listen to a story. In other words, you're not interacting with that story. You're not imagining the characters of that story and the flow of that story. You're just kind of listening in a passive, flat manner. So what we want to do then, obviously, is create an environment for children in the ages of four to six, three to six, with a great deal of verbal exchange taking place around them. We want daycare providers, we want teachers, we want parents, we want grandparents, we want uh, cousins, we want aunts and uncles and so on, interacting with children at that age level in a verbal manner, increasing the complexity of words and the complexity of ideas. And in other words, engaging children in conversation. That's the answer. Engage children in conversation. And, that, and those children will have a much greater development of the brain and will be much more active in the learning process throughout school. In other words, they'll learn better. They'll get more out of school. They'll interact with the ideas being presented at school. There'll be more interaction with teachers. There'll be more interaction with authors who, that they read. There'll be more interaction with the textbooks that they study and so on. In other words, words will be powerful, but get it started at is three and four and five and so on. Talk to kids, interact with kids, play verbal tennis with kids, and make sure that you read interactively. Read a story and ask questions. Read a little bit and ask questions. Read a little bit more and ask questions. Get the child to interact as you read, not just sit there and listen. When you talk to a child in the car, interact, get conversation going. When you're walking, Taking a walk, interact with the kid, interact with the child, get verbal exchange going back and forth. Your best way of thinking about it is verbal tennis. Play it with your children. The earlier the better. Don't even wait till age three. Get that going at early, early ages, one, two, three, so that the child hears words, even if they don't know what those words are and that they're learning the meaning of them. But get them to understand that there is meaning to words and there's importance and there's value in words. There's purpose in words. And that is brain development, curiosity development, creativity and in development, intellectual curiosity development. There's all kinds of ideas that can come to a child if they have the words to think with. So that's your job as a parent. Glad to have you with me, and uh, let me refer you to my book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. You can get that at Amazon, or you can get that on my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. So, either place, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. I have a section in there on language development. 
And uh, this is important to your kid. If your kid is kind of delayed in speech, delayed in development, get the kid talking. Get the kid listening to you talk. Get an interactional pattern going as fast as you can. Anyway, bye for now.